So there's this company, Abstra, out of Brazil. And the story that I brought today talks about them landing uh, almost a $2.5 million deal uh, with Accenture to continue developing its no-code tool. And I wanted to bring this up because it might not have a ton of relevance to the world of crypto, but it also might because no-code is becoming more and more popular. Um, for those who don't really know what I'm talking about when I say no-code, um, the title is pretty self-explanatory. These are programs that don't really require coding experience, but are attempting to give people without that experience the power to make their own applications that have traditionally been reserved for the areas of IT and developers. Um, I think the best example to point to is Excel. Excel is a perfect, it is the example actually, I think with most, most people for no code tools. Just think about all the things you can do in Excel. Obviously using it as a database uh, is still the bread and butter, but it's really evolved to allow people to just do uh, build dashboards. I've even seen people use it to like make art, like really impressive art, actually. Uh, obviously not what it was meant for, but I think if anyone who's used Excel to a large degree knows, there are some formulas you can add, but really, if you want to build something in Excel, you don't need programming experience. And so there's this, uh, Abstra is an example of a number of companies that are trying to develop these tools to allow people without coding experience to to make things that so that they don't have to wait on the IT department or to procure a new software. Um, so the other side of this is just right now there's not enough developers, so it's kind of a yeah. kind of a need. Um, yeah, no, it definitely is, and and Excel is a really good example. Um, like you said, you can you can do anything from just basic you know arithmetic, so you can add some stuff up, divide it. Or you can build a game. I've literally seen people code a game inside of Excel. So it's an extremely versatile tool. And like you said, you know, the basic functions don't require a ton of, you know, technical knowledge. And it's something that can be easily learned and picked up. So mm -hmm. we can create some sort of application building tool like, like Abstra is discussing where it's more of a modular kind of drag and drop approach and doesn't require the actual coding background. I think that will open up a slew of opportunities for people who you know want to build an application or create a tool, but just don't have the tech technical expertise to do it, you know, from scratch or the ground up. Yeah. So you do a lot of like technical analysis. I know more than I do, uh, and the tools you use, um, like you don't you don't really have a ton of a programming experience, right? I mean, yeah. it's no, almost none. It's it's pretty much just using the built-in tools that they provide, and again, mm -hmm. making it as simple as possible for me as the user just to click and drag or, you know, um, you know, customize it in any way I'd like through their tools and it requires no backend knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, uh, like, so I, I work for, uh, a bank and that's a, it's a slow business. It is not, if you think about an agile business, we are the opposite. And I work with a lot of people with no coding experience. So, uh, we have all this data and information we're plugged into nowadays and, and dashboards are all the rage with us. But you, you mentioned, if I mention I want to build a dashboard, which I have, uh, the immediate answer from my superiors is, well, that'd be great. Uh, no idea how we do that. And I just think like that attitude is going to go away as people realize like, no, you actually don't need to know how to code and you can 
you can have it all. <laughs> you can have yeah. little to no coding experience and you can build really whatever you want without having to peg the IT desk or just sit on your hands until you can buy a new program. Well, and it's, it's expensive. If you don't know how to do the coding and you need something coded, you have to go out and hire a third party to do it. And those third party consultants are not cheap. Oh. Um, I, I work for a, a corporation who is consistently hiring, you know, folks to do these IT type consulting roles and the bill rates are high, but the length that take or the time it takes to get stuff done is also very long because it's a very bu- bureaucratic, you know, process where everything has to go through approvals. Um, there's just a lot going on that makes it hard for a developer, even if they're good to really get something done quickly. And it's certainly not cheap. So offering any sort of alternative to that, where you can do it in-house for cheap quickly, I don't see how businesses aren't going to pick this up. And I can see why Accenture is showing interest in, uh, um, in, what was the name? I think it was Abstra. Yeah. Yeah. Which is totally understandable. It seems like it has a lot of promise and something that is sorely missing right now in the corporate world is this ease of creating applications, which are becoming more and more popular. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I tried to pick up coding. I did a decent amount of Python stuff, but uh, coding, there are simpler languages. There are more complex languages. There's so many languages and it's a huge time commitment. And maybe your company's willing to train and retrain a few employees, but maybe it's just be easier to, yeah, bring in a no code solution that you can just give to people and uh, let them pick up. So yeah, it'd be, uh, be interesting to, to see where this goes, but, um, yeah, why don't we kick it over to you? You brought an article today on OpenSea, right? That is correct. So I, many people may be familiar with OpenSea. Um, they are an NFT marketplace, um, basically trading NFTs that are built on Ethereum, which is the second largest uh, crypto token besides Bitcoin. So if you have heard of these or heard of crypto, then you probably know of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, so Ethereum is becoming more popular because of this whole NFT kind of surge. And because of that, OpenSea has recently gotten a lot of attention. Um, I think it was just a couple months ago, they did a series B round. And I think it was for 1.5 million, or sorry, it's for 100 million. And they valued OpenSea, this NFT marketplace at around 1.5 billion. So fast forward a couple of weeks and we have a new valuation on, on the Series C round, and it's thirteen billion. So OpenSea eleven x in value in a, in about three. I think it was only three or four months, um, and that's because of how much volume is coming through these exchanges. Um, they said in the last thirty days, uh, one point six Ethereum in volume has come through, which is about two point four billion dollars. So when you think about that and and how young the NFT space is, it's kind of mind blowing, and you start to maybe understand how some of these companies are getting these very high evaluations out of the gate. Um, I don't know if you've heard of FTX. They are a similar platform to uh, OpenSea, and they, and they recently were valued at $30 billion, which is more than double what OpenSea was just valued at. So clearly NFTs are, are making their way into the mainstream, and the money seems to be following. So just an interesting trend, and I don't know if you had a chance to look at the article or had any thoughts on it but yeah i know i was very intrigued by how much money is coming through these things yeah it uh that really is the part that grabbed me the volume and transactions that have happened because i think there's still this stigma maybe not within crypto 
but certainly from outside of crypto that well, what is this based on? What, are there any business models here that are actually making money? Is it just pure speculation? And look, I'm not the biggest cheerleader of NFTs. I, I still think I have a healthy amount of skepticism, but at the same time, it's hard for me to say there's nothing here when people are willing to trade $2.4 billion, like exchange $2.4 billion worth of money or, or cryptocurrencies over 30 days. So regardless of my skepticism or anyone else's, like there is a business here where money with real value that sure might still ultimately be tied to the dollar, but still things that people have paid money for that they're pulling fees out of and generating revenue from to the point that it's, it's wild how quickly these valuations have risen. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of expecting to hear uh, that open the open sea arena will open up somewhere in, uh, I don't know, the NBA or something. It seems to be when you have $300 million in the bank, uh, they said they wanted to work on product development, hiring startup investments, and to significantly improve customer support and customer safety. So um, yeah, I don't know if you've used OpenSea, if you see, like, if you have an opinion on, like, what they should work on first, or or if you think some, like, weak spots that they could probably shore up, but... So, I've, I've used it, and it's it's a nice, you know, the, the user experience is fine. Um, I think a lot of their issues are more related to security and, and I guess, protecting users, um, because the blockchains are quite public. When you, when you make a big purchase... On OpenSea, many people are, are notified, um, and they and they'll know this happened. So you become a target very quickly to scams. I mean, if you're buying a let's say a five million dollar board ape, and everyone can see it and see the wallet, and maybe they can see that wallet uh, number is is tied or address is tied to a Twitter account or a specific person. Now you become the target of all these scams. Um, and so one of the biggest things I've noticed is a lot of these you know NFT holders. Are being scammed through OpenSea to no fault of, of OpenSea's. It, it's users not following, you know, not verifying links, um, giving up private seed phrases that you should never give up to anyone. So I think what they're trying to do is almost create a concierge where they're they're providing a service to those who hold very valuable NFTs to help them kind of protect their assets because there is a lot of newcomers who poured money into the space who don't quite understand the risks that come with uh, holding digital assets. Um, and anytime there's value, there's going to be people looking to scheme. And that's just <laughs> the way of life. Yeah, I think we, uh, our teammates talked about the recent, um, the recent issue that happened on OpenSea, where I think an NFT holder had a couple million dollars worth of NFTs taken from him. Um, and the way it happened was through the uh, the scam was through phishing. And this, this the software might be as bulletproof as it can possibly be. But at the end of the day, if you get tricked into clicking an article, uh, a link, uh, you're, you're open, you're exposed. So eventually what OpenSea did is they, they fixed it. They went back and they rectified the, the theft, but it caused a very big controversy. Some people said, Hey, no, this is what happened. I, we don't want centralized entities interfering. So I was wondering what, what your take was on that. Do you, did you support open C interfering and, and taking back the stolen NFTs and giving them back to the owner? Or do you think 
um, should have just let it go the way it went. So I guess I'm kind of torn in that instance because I'm actually not sure if if OpenSea actually was able to like return the NFT or they just helped facilitate the return of it um, through like a purchase or just have or asking someone to transfer it back. So I, I can't really say for sure, but personally, I don't think these exchanges should be stepping in unless it's some fault of their own. Um, if it was something to do with their, you know, with their user interface where something went wrong and you know the code didn't execute properly and that caused you to lose something then i'd say hey do whatever you can to make make the customer right or whole i should say but when it comes to just someone making a mistake i don't think OpenSea should have set that precedent because i feel that once it happens to one person they should be helping everyone the value of the nft should not drive the customer you're helping in my opinion um so in the, in that sense, I don't like the precedent they set unless they plan to assist every person who's scammed on the website in retrieving their NFT back, which I have a strong feeling will not be the case, especially as they keep on growing, add more <laughs> users, and have more scams coming on their platform. Anytime you, you become more popular, more people will be drawn to your platform, which inherently is going to bring more people trying to you know figure out ways to extract money out of people. So yeah. It's a tough. It's a tough thing because I, I think they did the right thing in terms of being a good people, being a good company by helping out someone who lost something expensive. Just a tough precedent, in my opinion. Yeah, and this decision might be made for them as a centralized exchange. Uh, I know that uh, the SEC, when regulation does come down, will be focusing on centralized uh, entities more than decentralized ones. So we'll Absolutely. see. But Easy uh, target. Yeah, we're coming up on time. I think that's it. But um, we'll be back on tomorrow. Uh, thanks for hopping out today, bud. Absolutely. Always a pleasure and talk to you all tomorrow. Yep. Sounds good. See ya.